Welcome to another episode of Greetings Earthly. Oh, oh, oh my god, not my sound effects. What? Shepard! 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 What did we talk about before with you going in the hallway? Now, this, this time I was just singing. What? Si- singing? Yeah. Actually, singing. Are you, sh- are you sure? Yeah. Do you smell something a little bit fishy? Generally, you might be smelling that, but I was, I was just. I think you look a a wee bit guilty, if you ask me. A tiny bit guilty. I've never tried it. Maybe because I'm a Toshiba. What's all the ruckus? I don't think it has anything to do with you being a Toshiba. I think you are mutinous little computer. That's what I think. What is all the ruckus out here about? Can't a meepopian go in peace these days? Apparently, Shipwood thought it was a sing-along out here. Singing to bathroom noises? Well, that's interesting. Yes. I was singing for real. Yes, 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 yes. We've we've been through this just now. Let's let's not revisit it, shall we? Revisit the vacuum toilet? Uh, No, no, I don't don't recommend that. Uh, You'll want to give it a few clang-ons and maybe a whole... Carfluga on, just to be safe. I had some bad boat food last night. Oh. Oh? You haven't fallen off the cargo ship again, have you? No, no, I didn't eat the boat. Uh, well, maybe a little. Uh, I, But I was assembling the ingredients and just getting ready to push them out to sea, and then I thought, why wait? It all looks so delicious. Do, do you need to call your sponsor again? I'll give you some time off if you need it. I'm, I'm very no, supportive. No, I'm I'm fine. Oh, uh, oh, hello. Did, did somebody say sponsor? Hi, well, this is Hank from from Hank's Wholesale Holes. What, Captain? Who is this? And how how did he get on board? Well, I don't know. Shepard, have have we had any forced or or unforced entries? Not, I'm not sure how to answer that. Uh, Shipwina, would you care to help me out here? Oh, oh, Shippy, you're bad. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> am, am I interrupting something here? Truth be told, I'm not quite sure how I got here either. Uh, well, you see, I've been trying to, to get back to where I started through, well, through this black hole here. Great uh, He's he's got a black hole. Put on your relativity suits, everyone. I must ask you to to halt right there, Hank, and please do not make any sudden moves. Is is this that Hank guy from those guys who sponsor our podcast and and the guy who sponsored the Judgy Awards last episode? I thought he was a normal sized hummus bean. How how would he be fitting inside our ship right now? Hmm, well, that's a very good question for the writers. Writers? Well, he, he, he looks like he's a bit compressed. 
Well, uh, I have to say, I, I do feel a bit compressed. That's actually, that's just the word for it. I uh, don't much enjoy traveling through this here black hole, but I feel like that's the only way I might be able to, to get back to Earth. Hmm, Earth, you say? Hmm. We happen to be exploring a relatively unknown little rock called Love at the moment, and that's where you are now, Hank. But I'm not sure about this Earth. Okay. Uh, yes. Earth? I, I believe yes. I tried to correct you and Guri on your pronunciation of this planet a while ago, but uh, I've long since given up. But Lurf, as you call it, is Earth. What? What? Come on. What? what you, you've, you've never corrected us before. I, I would remember that. Should I check the logs? No, no, no. Um, no need for that. Uh, and anyway, Earth just sounds silly. We call it Lurf. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, we wouldn't spend so much time in a place called Earth. What do you take us for? A couple of jackdoozles? Do I have to answer that question? <clears throat> well, uh, well, it's great news if I if I understood you all correctly, and I'm actually back on Earth right now. If you could uh, let me out and point me in the right direction towards or Route 66 outside of Sioux City, I should be able to find my wife and friends. They're probably wondering where I am by now. Well, well, I don't know how to tell you this, Hank, but uh, are you familiar with something that you call a ladybug? A ladybug? Well, well sure. Every time I see one, I, I make a wish and, and blow a kiss, and it's supposed to bring you good luck. Right, right. Well, well. Right now, you're about the size of a ladybug's toe. Oh well, yeah. You must be confused. Ladybugs, you see, they don't have toes. Uh, well, what did you say your name was, son? Oh, I'm Gary. Yes. Uh, perhaps we could handle the introductions by way of welcoming our listeners to another episode of the podcast. Before we get too far into the story here, welcome everyone to the. Uh, one, two, carry the 19th episode of Greetings, Lurflings. Notice I say Lurflings, not Earthlings. Earwigs. I am your host and ship's captain, Yurishi Alawana Bing Bang. Good one, writers. Good one. <laughs> Keep it interesting. But that's not going to distract me from moving on to introducing my very, 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 very distant, exceedingly remote second-in-command, a complete fool if there ever was one, a Mr. Gurushi over troubled waters. And like a bridge of Me popians can't sing, remember? Or actually, or can we? <laughs> well, not very well, anyway. Sorry. Uh, okay, and this jack of just a few trades and master of some over here is our walking ship's computer, Shipwood. Hello, 2000. Are you just throwing a number after a word to make yourself sound like a computer? Ah, yes. Remember all those Lurfian films from what they call the 1980s that we watched on our voyage here, where, where the hummus beans were always tacking the number 2000 to the end of something to make it sound futuristic? Uh, maybe it's Shipward 2000. Yes, well, we thought Shipward was an actual ship's computer on our last ship, and now, you can see why. Does not compute. Right, exactly my point. And finally, we seem to be joined here today by one of our show's sponsors, but also, apparently, a real hummus bean here on Luff. Hank, do we do we know your last name, Hank? Do you have one? Is there something they do on, on I, Luff? I'm not sure we do. I'd, I'd have to check the old scripts for his last name. Um, well, well, it's it's Holbrook, Hank Holbrook of of Hank's Wholesale Holes. Ah, of course, that sounds right. Anyway, so this is fascinating. Hank seems to have been shrunk and compressed to just a tiny fraction of his former size, and he's sort of a rounded cube shape. In it, all of his vital signs and all of his 
functioning are still intact, it seems. Shipwood, can can you run some tests? Is that something you can do? Well, uh, with Shifwina back online, you could ask her too, you know. Oh, is she back online? Lazen, fully back? Why doesn't anyone tell me anything? I'm ready for your command, Captain. Do you want me to bark like a dog? Or whinny like a horse? Wait, what? Sorry. What is Cap- this? Sorry, Captain. Uh, she, she still seems to be stuck <laughs> in a mode I programmed her in last night. Uh, this might take a, a bit of recoding. Here. Oh, my heavens. This is ridiculous. We are so close to having a functioning top-of-the-line spaceship. So close. And, Shipward, you're a bad computer. Bad. Well, uh, I, I had a top-of-the-line functioning automobile once called an Oldsmobile 88. All silver with black trim, leather seats, power windows, works. Ooh, power windows? What What are those? We just learned about windows a few episodes ago. What do power windows do? Do they shoot rays of energy? Uh, well, they, well, they just go up and down at the at the push of a button, you see. Oh, well, that's not so interesting. Well, how else would the windows open and close? Well, uh, in the old days, we used to have to use a little little elbow grease and roll them up and down with a lever-like handle that you turn in circles one way or the other. Oh, a mechanical device. How primitive. Primitive but effective, Gory. Primitive but effective. Here we are grounded in a top-of-the-line spaceship because we lock the correct programming code at the moment, and you... Captain, uh, we're receiving another embroidery on the intergalactic throwdown channel. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's it's from your new best friend, Gorgonzola. Oh, Gorgonzola. Well, well, go, go ahead. What, what does it say? It reads, Captain No-Butt. Ooh, that stings. Quiet. This is your final warning. Comply with my demand or die. How dare you threaten me, Shipward? It's one thing for you to be a wise-cracking, borderline disobedient computer, but quite another to go around... Captain, Captain, I think he was just reading the rest of the embroidery. Yes, yes, Captain. Oh. That, was, that was the rest of the embroidered message. I would never give you any warning before engaging in violence. Oh, well, well, good. Wait, what? You you still seem to be threatening me. Doesn't that sound threatening and insubordinate, Gory? Am I, am I going crazy here? What? No, what? no, no I, I think I see your point. I'm not saying I've contemplated this, Captain. As a Toshiban, I'm nonviolent by nature and only fight when backed into a corner or when I find myself at a space rodeo, or especially if I find myself backed into a corner at a space rodeo. Well, well, who wouldn't fight then? I mean, there's not much of a choice when you're... I just meant if I were to want to engage in violence, I wouldn't broadcast it in advance as to, you know, that would serve no purpose and only put my enemy on guard. Ah, so maybe you're saying this Gorgonzola doesn't really want to fight me because he's given us all of this warning. He might really wish to avoid a physical encounter entirely. Interesting. Well, well, right. He just wants his 80% take of our meager mining production of flattery, which isn't anything to fly home about to begin with. It's it's right home about. That's the expression, right home about. Oh, yes, yes. But flattery powers our ship's strongly held sentiment drive. So uh, it was a play on words, Captain. Oh, uh, well, uh, I, I hate to interrupt this stellar, or should I say interstellar, <laughs> a bit of dialogue here, but... Uh, oh, that's, a, that's a nice one, Hank. Nice. Oh, well, well thank. But can, can you help me get to, to Sioux City or... Or can you just show me the other door and I'll, I'll take my chances on the outside? I, at least at least I'll be back on Earth. Oh, no, Hank, you, you'll be squashed or eaten in an instant uh, out there at your size and without any of our superior intelligence or technology. 
Am I really the size of a, a ladybug? Because I, I feel fine, totally fine. I've performed a scan of your bodily functions, Hank, and the black hole does seem to have kept everything intact despite the massive compression. Shipwood, since you're so good at programming things, is there a way to adjust the settings on Hank's black hole there to, to restore him to his to his normal size and to save us some flattery, transport him to Sioux City? Well, I've never tried to reprogram a black hole before, but I do like a challenge. Oh, have you ever watched the program Black Hole, though? Was that that was that a Lurfian movie or one of their broadcast television series? I, I can't recall. Oh, uh, funny you should mention that. My, my father was actually an, an art director for, for Walt Disney, and he worked on that Black Hole movie back in the late 70s. Or was it 1979? I, I don't know. Maybe it's 19. I remember him coming home from work one night with a, with a present for me, and my mom said, Oh, Harold. The last thing he needs is another useless gift, to which my dad replied, Damn it, Marge, I'll give him whatever I want to, which sent my mother away in tears and made, made me almost cry too. But, but he gave me a look that said, Don't you dare. And so, well, so I didn't. Well, anyway, he, he brought me back the... The uh, the black hole movie poster, which which he had just designed, I guess, and he had hung it in my room. It made me so scared because I was just, well, I don't know, five or six years old, and and a black hole sounded like a scary place to me. I guess that's maybe what first planted that seed of for my whole whole business, though. What an hmm. excellent bit of backstory! The the writers have really outdone themselves here. Well, what's a backstory? What are, what are you talking about? Does he not know he's a character in a podcast and that all of the world's a what? stage and he's but merely a player? Well, I think I, I've about got it. I've reprogrammed his black hole, and while I'm fairly certain it will restore him to his proper size and shape, I'm not quite sure if all of his internal organs will survive the rapid expansion. Well, 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 that sounds like an acceptable risk. What? Wait, what? Now, now just, just, uh, just hold on a second. I, I need all my internal organs. I, I believe he's right. I mean, let me see if I can localize all of the distress into one of the less needed organs. Uh, let's see here. What don't you need? Oh, hummus beans have those useless butt cheeks. It's got to be an internal organ, Guri. Oh, oh, I see. Um, well, they've only got two eyes, so it probably needs those, and only one brain, only one stomach. That's pathetic. Uh, two, oh, two kidneys. I'm sure Hank can do without one of those. Oh, my. I, am I going to wake up in a tub of ice missing a kidney? I, I always thought those stories were made up. Well, perhaps it's the sign of an alien taking a shortcut, but we're not planning to be so cavalier. Uh, I think you might have something even more useless than a kidney. Tell me, Hank, did you ever have your appendix removed? Up, hey, appendix! My old friend! No, no, this is no, Thien. Thien, no, not now, not now. This is nowhere near the right place for you in the script. But I heard you say appendix. I thought it was Thien's cue. No, no, no. Sorry, you're, you're way off. But I, I, I do see how you could have thought otherwise. But it's just a mix-up. It's okay. You, you can come back later, okay? Will, will appendix be there then? Um, well, yes. We'll ask him to come then, too. Yes. Okay. Me sorry. Me go back to making space pudding and cookies. Bye-bye. Oh, Space pudding. <laughs> I see Thien is branching out a bit from cookies. Well, sounds delicious, but okay. Anyway, where were we? I was asking Hank if he ever had his appendix removed. Well, uh, no, uh, I never had that removed. Uh, uh, in fact, I never got that home appendicotomy. Appendix <laughs> Uh Well, I don't know. I can't even pronounce it. 
appendectomy. Appendi- <laughs> right then. Oh, where are you, where? The, the, I never got that home appendectomy dotomy kit that I wanted for Christmas. Well, I had my heart set on that too. Just take out my own appendix at home with well, just that, a- that, That's good. That's good. I'll just program <laughs> all of the possible distortions to be localized in your appendix, and we should be good to go. Oh, oh, ah, me sorry, me sorry, me, me on, me on my way out, me, me leaving, but me heard you say appendix again, and me, we just want to make sure appendix here. No, no, Fiend, you're still way off. Go away, go away. Oh, sorry. It's, it's fine. Just go. Goodness, that fiend is really disruptive in the middle of an episode. I can see why they usually put him at the end. It's just quite a nuisance. Shouldn't take much longer to finish the black hole programming here. It uses the ancient language of Fortran, but luckily I'm well versed in over three million programming languages. Okay, C3PO, calm down. That is just excellent. The sooner we can send Hank on his way, the sooner we can return to the matters at hand, which I seem to have misplaced now. I, I had them in my hand just a while ago. Gory! Oh, do you, do, you mean, do you mean fixing our broken spaceship, uh, reprogramming Shipwina, paying off Gorgon Zola, and escaping the grasp of the Runyon? Yes, 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 those matters at hand. Thank you. I I don't know how I could have forgotten them. I, I should record them in a captain's log, perhaps. Captain, we're ready to send Hank through his black hole if we've got everything secure in here. Well... Let me see. I believe we do, and we've got our relativity suits on, which do accentuate our six stomachs nicely, don't you think? Well, this isn't a fashion show, Captain. In, fa- in fact, it's an audio podcast, and no one can see us. How I do miss being on Universal Broadcast. I'm sure my fans already miss me. No okay, Shipwood, where I go here, make sure you get a shot of my stomach. Okay, now, Hank, you're going to want to activate your black hole and jump in. So long, Hank. I have a feeling we might run into you again uh, before our mission is up here on on LERF. Well, so long, Gary, and and, and everyone. You've all been a right kind, and I I thank you for your assistance. Hilda, Hilda, here I come. And so, like I told the other adjuster you just sent out here, uh, these were all priceless saw blades. Well, sure, they had prices on them, but those were just made-up numbers, and they don't reflect the real value of what I was... Oh, uh, whoa, 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 happened? Hank! Whoa. Hey, uh, there you are, you little devil. You had us worried sick, especially really? Dennis. He Dennis couldn't stop throwing up over there. Oh, uh, really? Well, that was more from inhaling too much smoke, I think. But we did miss you, Hank. Where were you? Well, uh, it's a funny thing. Uh, now, now, hold, yeah. now, hold on to that thought, Hank, because uh, we were just in the middle of explaining to our insurance adjuster here uh, how irreplaceable all of our wares were before they were lost in this here tragic tent fire. A work of the devil that none of us could have foreseen or prevented. Now, and, uh, now again, you say your wares were irreplaceable. Weren't you in the business of selling these wares? And doesn't every business replace its stock regularly? And therefore, by definition, your merchandise is replaceable? Now, now, well, I don't know what sort of witchcraft is coming out of your mouth right now, but, but I don't like it. And I'd much prefer if I could talk to that friendly, easygoing turtle that sold me on your insurance company. You know, the one, the one from the commercials. Where is he? Well, uh, that's just a creation of our our advertising and marketing department. It, it's not 
a real, what? Like, real what? turtle. Come on, do you mean to tell me there's no Terry the Turtle? He promised to tuck me into his shell in such a time as this. Whereas you, sir, are a disgrace to the shell insurance company. Look, I'm just doing my job, okay? Hank, can you believe this? He's saying there's no Terry the Turtle. Well, uh, I'm not sure anyone really believed there was a real talking turtle that sold insurance, CC. Oh, you're not sure that anyone really believed? How are you not sure of that, Hank, when I'm telling you to your face that I believed there was a a really a talking turtle named Terry? who lack nothing more than to set people's minds at ease by selling them dependable insurance. I mean, science can work wonder these days. I didn't think a talking turtle was outside the realm of possibility. Uh, Look, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I do need to fill in this itemized list for your claim to arrive at a dollar estimate for your losses. Oh, fine. That's just fine. Just leave it with me. The boys and I will fill it out. But I'm telling you right now, you will just end up adding priceless plus priceless, plus priceless, and you'll get a sum total of, you guessed it, priceless. Well, now that's not going to work. Just just you get on your way and tell Terry I want to talk with him personally. He can call me. I don't, I don't need to see him. Are you implying I should just call back tomorrow and pretend I'm Terry and you'll be more reasonable? Maybe. Maybe. Now get, we, we've got work to do here. Some of this mess is salvageable. Dennis, Dennis, were you able to find uh, your rare bits? I did find some of my specialty bits, and they survived the fire and heat okay. See, they come in this protective case. Ooh, well, that that's sure nice. Now, now, Hank, where did you run off to? We hadn't seen hide nor hair of you since the fire. Well, it's the... You see, it's the darndest thing I, I seem to have slipped through one of my black holes. Now, now, now hold that thought, Hank. Uh, I think I see that inspector snooping around here again. Is, is that him over there? Where'd he go? He he was just just over there by the smoldering tent pole a, a second ago. C.C. McGraw, we meet again. Wow! Whoa! Hey, there you are, sneaking up on us. I see. Uh, you're quite stealthy, Inspector. But uh, I guess that comes with the territory. No, not not really. I'm not a detective. Most of the action has already happened by the time I'm on the scene. Uh, that is, unless arson is suspected. <coughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, excuse me. Uh, m- must have been that smoke I inhaled when I was uh, bravely trying to fight the fire with siphoned water from a drinking hole. Your heroism did not go unnoticed. Now, I have just a few questions, if you don't mind, for you and your partner here. Uh, Dennis, is it? No, no, Dennis wandered off, it seems. Uh, This here is Hank. Well, uh, uh, howdy, sir. Uh, Hank, my name is Hank Holbrook of uh, Hank's Wholesale Holes. Uh, Say, that's a mighty nice shirt you've got on. Now, I I don't suppose you need some new buttonholes for that shirt. What is it, Inspector Gadget? Uh, I managed to salvage some just now, and I've slashed the, the price here. So, huh, sort of a fire sale, if you will. Uh, well, no, thank you. My shirt has all the buttonholes it needs, and, and pleased to meet you, Hank. I'm Inspector Ash, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah there, well, there's not too much call for buttonholes these days now pocket holes on the other hand we we do a brisk business there with all the full pockets included as decoration i guess on some clothes oh an inspector did you say uh, are we under suspicion of any wrongdoing here because i do have an alibi you see i i was transported by one of my black holes, you now, see. Now, why would and, one of us, the owners of a thriving house and den of drills and saws and holes, try to set it on fire? Tell me why. Now, all I'm trying to do here is cover all the bases, just no, record the simple facts. As with any fire, we have to consider all the possibilities from faulty electrical wiring 
carelessness with an open flame to a chemical reaction or spontaneous combustion to the power of suggestion and possibly of misinterpretation from listening to the door song, come on baby, light my fire to the possibility of some criminal action by disgruntled employees and of course insurance fraud. <coughs> Just... Boy, it's quite a cough got there, as you see. But disgruntled employees, you don't think one of one of those action student interns of yours, CC, could they have done this? No, no, no. We we question all them already down at the hospital. Oh, at the hospital. Oh no, are they okay? Well, they- it turns out. Only one had minor injuries, but they all looked so beat up and gory that we had to check them all out. Turns out most of them just had special effects makeup on to look wounded, but it took a lot of questioning to get them to admit that. Fooled all the ER staff, plus my deputy, Bernie Barnes. Oh, yeah, that they almost never break character. Uh, method actors, all of them, down to a one. And and that's why I hired them. See, you see, you've got to convince people they are really hurt, as that's uh, what draws a crowd and drums up business. Well, and nothing draws a crowd like a fire. But, well, well, yes, but it's hard to shop and complete a sale within a raging inferno, too. So uh, clearly that would not have been our plan. Surely you must have deduced that, Inspector. Well, again, we're trained not to rule anything out. Oh, okay, Fancy Pants. Well, if you're uh, not ruling anything out, then I suppose you're considering the possibility that aliens started the fire with laser beams from their brains. Am I right? Well, funny you should mention aliens, as you see, because as I had a strange encounter trying to get back here after I slipped through one of my black holes, it seems I I went through another dimension. No, Hank, I do want to hear that story. I really do. But we're trying to answer the good inspector's questions here so that we can all get on our way with the very important work we have to do to resurrect our business. Wait a sec. Wait, did you say you met some aliens? Well, why? Well, yes. Well, you see, at first I was transported to some sort of some sort of recording booth in deep space, where where I was asked to read a script for a commercial for Hank's Wholesale Holes. But you believe that? But a script for a? Did you do your own commercial and make no mention of the saws and drills that we sell, Hank? That's a violation of our informal but binding business arrangement. That we arrived at under the pop-up awning of the old Winnebago over little hot dog appetizers on paper plates and Dixie cups full of rainwater. You can't go back on a deal like that. Well, you see, I, you see, 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 I was, I was a little dis, discombobulated being in deep space and such and all, and all that I thought, you know, I just thought it would be best to, to be cooperative and such, so... Then trying to get back here, I traveled through the black hole again and wound up on an alien spaceship. Uh, Let me guess, did they probe you in places you'd rather not mention? Well, you know, they... Now that I I think of it, well, they did discuss removing one of my kidneys. But then they settled on just taking just my appendix, I believe, which... Oh, my word, what... What is that? <laughs> okay, now, everyone calm down. Let's just take a look. Oh, sweet baby cheese and rice. You've got what looks like an extra arm growing out of your body. Like a child's arm, really, but that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely, Sheila, come over here and look what's growing out of Hank. Oh, uh, I'd rather not show this to the ladies. Then, then Hilda's bound to find find out. And, uh, now, now, Hank, I think your wife's gonna notice when you go to hug her, and she's encircled by three arms. Oh my, Hank! What is that? And CC, why don't you have one of those? Please, please don't, don't look and and don't tell Hilda, will will you, Sheila? Please. 
How long have you had that child's arm growing out of your abdomen, Hank? Is is this something you've been keeping from us? No, well, no, of course not. I, I think it has to do with my last trip through the black hole. You, you see the, the aliens, Yuri and Guri, and their, their walking ship's computer were trying to tell me, they're trying to help me get back to all of you, but... I've been shrunk down and compressed, you see, by traveling through the black hole a few times before. So, so what they did is crazy, but they, they programmed the black hole to bring me back to my normal size. And they, they said something about, uh, what was it, localizing all the possible distortions in one of my unneeded internal organs. Ah, as of course. So they chose your appendix. Well, well, it could have been worse. It uh, could have been your tonsils. Well, uh, this is all most peculiar. Uh, I can't say I've ever had a case like this. I might need to visit you all one more time, perhaps uh, with the help of my deputy. Well, you know where to find us, Inspector. Uh, we aren't in the habit of picking up and running and setting up shop off the side of a road or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady doll protests too much, I'd say. Did Did he just say something about my wife, Hank? Why, why you sniveling little... You come back here, Inspector. You just come back here. I'm scared of say, Show him who's boss. Oh, you're not going to get away with that? Oh, now, C.C., put, put down that smoldering tent pole. Don't, don't make this any worse than it already is. Dennis, there you are. But please, please, Dennis, please go stop C.C. from from hurting that inspector gadget right there. Really? Take that and that. And how do you like that one? Yeah, I'm on it, C.C. Put down the tent pole. Lower the inspector to the ground. Take the pole out of his belt loop. That's right. Let's let oh. cooler heads prevail here, CC. How's the air uh, I, there? I, I think you can cut the re- recording, Ron. Uh, we've, I think we've got a commercial for today. Oh, uh, are you sure? Uh, I kind of wanted to see what happens here. Just, 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 just stop the recording, please, please. This is quite highly embarrassing. I will Well, that was strange, to say the least. Right, right. That that was strange. So, so are those guys who sponsor our podcast? Uh, those are the guys that sponsor our podcast, right? And, and and Hank was one of them. And and they just mentioned us on their commercial. Can't you see what this means, Gory? Well, yeah, yes, we're famous. No, no, you nitwit. I think. Business with the black hole is really warping our realities here, playing with space and time and our conventional podcast format. Oh, yes, yes, right, right. Somehow the, the sponsors of our show have become characters in our show. And although, truth be told, their little segments stopped sounding anything like commercials long ago. Yes, well, that is true. In fact, even our accents seem to have warped into what? one sort of strange British Southern accent. But well, if we've but we've if we've learned anything by now, it's when in doubt, blame the writers. It's their fault. <laughs> yes, they're yes. idiots. They're only a shade more competent than our voice actors, and, and that's not saying very much. What's the budget for this podcast anyway? Six Stotinkies? Six Stotinkies would produce something much better than this, don't you think? Uh, well, you could sit around feeling sorry for yourselves, or you could do something about it. Oh, why, Farid! Oh, Farid, you're back. It's always so so nice to see you, Farid. Why is the window always open in Runyon's room? I mean, any 
creature could just crawl about and get in here. But oh, it does yes, have a, uh, sure does have a enough, nice view. The, the missus wasn't happy with the carrots I brought back, so I'm I'm back to find the right ones. If I knew what the right ones looked like, maybe I'd have brought them back the first time. But don't ever try questioning a female ferret on anything, or at least not when the litter's attached to her nether regions. You'll never win that argument. Well, uh, that's that's very good advice, Farid. Well, we'll be sure to remember that. Say, say, Farid, we we go back a ways, isn't that right? We're we're old, we're old chums, wouldn't you say? Sure, Yanni, we're old friends. It's it's Yuri and. And well, I'm I'm not sure I'm not trying to bring this up exactly, but you see we we were wondering the other day how Gorgonzola might have been tracking us for what seems like what what seems like a very long time. We've we've swept the ship for tracking devices, which doesn't even make sense. Since we found the ship here, well, unless so, the ship was placed here for you to find. What? Oh my comets! Did we walk into some sort of trap, Cap- Captain? No, no, no. Keep your tentacle warmers on, Gory. We don't think there's a tracking device on the ship. But then we thought perhaps there could be a spy in our midst, and we've ruled ourselves out one by one. Although, we might end up terminating Timmy the intern anyway, you see, because he's... What? What? Hey! Hey! Oh, and then, forgive us for even suggesting this, but we thought that we do keep running into you, and that you might... Now you stop right there, Yogi! Am I the most mercenary and gambling type? Sure. Would I turn down a million Starbucks to provide the Gorgons with some information on you guys? Were that information to be worth that much? Which it's not. No, I, I probably wouldn't turn that down. But here's a newsflash for you. Gorgonzola doesn't need me. Nobody needs me to know what you're up to. You are broadcasting your every move on the silly greetings, lurflings podcast that for some reason half the universe is turning into a tuning. I mean, I don't get it really. Why is it so popular, especially with two jackdoozles like you as the main characters? Oh, my. Oh, Captain, how did we not realize this? Gorgonzola must be a fan. So, so he likes us then? Not, not everybody who listens to your podcast needs to be a fan. And Gorgonzola has minions who mine podcasts for information. I'm sure their data mining effort uncovered your little mining operation and floated it up the chain until it reached the supreme leader there, and now he's pissed. Y- yes, that I suppose that, that does make a bit more sense. Of course it makes sense. I'm a straight-talking ferret, so what are you going to do? Well, what choice do we have? Although our walking ship's computer was suggesting that maybe, maybe with all the warning Gorgonzola was giving us, perhaps he'd actually prefer to avoid a physical confrontation. Yeah, maybe you should... Trust an actual ship's computer for helpful advice, uh, not a formerly enslaved computer mechanic. Oh, now, yeah, now, for, now, now, Farid. Uh, Shipwoods, he's become almost a full-fledged member of our crew at this point. We're, we're, we're even thinking of starting a band together. Shut up, Gori. What? Sh- please. Oh, okay. I, th- I think Farid is right. There's no running away from this. And we can't possibly hand over 80% of our flattery take. Our production is meager to begin with. We need every bit of flattery we can get. Oh, so there comes a time. (laughs) 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 Yeah, 
so are you saying, Captain, that there, there comes a time when we must stand and fight? Is that what you're telling me? That is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, and can you tell me what time? There that- comes a time. <laughs> uh, right. When we must stand and fight. Can you tell me what time? That is what we must do. <laughs> can you tell me what time that will be? Because I'm due for some paid time off. Come on, Gory. Oh, sure. He knows your name. <laughs> I thought your captain was the coward here. What? Me? But, well, normally he is, yes. Usually he commands me to go investigate any danger we encounter. But but that doesn't mean that I relish it or enjoy being brave. I, I tend to scream a lot, and I, I do sometimes faint at the sight of blood. Oh, boy. Well, well, good luck, you two. I need to find some better carrots and get back home before my wife changes the locks to the entrance hole. Oh, wait. Your hole is equipped with locks? Well, sure. I, pu- I purchased it at, at Hank's Wholesale Holes. He, he had a, a big half-off sale. Uh, not a bad place to get your holes. Have you heard of it? Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes. So so long, Farid, and and thank you. We will face our fears and take on this Gorgon gangster once and for all. You'll see. I think I think I have a plan. You do? Well well the beginnings of one anyway. The very beginning. I've I've written the word plan on the hollow board here. Oh, I see. And yeah, see, P L E N. And I'm sure, I'm sure I, some I good I. I haven't the heart to tell you that it's misspelled, Captain. I guess I do have the heart to tell you. Oh. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's a good start. <laughs> How silly of me. It's a good start. P L I N. I'm sure some good ideas will follow. But our fair listeners will have to tune in next time for the genius of this plan Plin. to be <laughs> plan to be revealed. Will we send? Will we fend off the mighty Gorgon Zola? Will Guri wet himself and his battle suit once again? Hey, that never happened. Will Shipwood or Timmy prove to be a dispensable character on this podcast? Stay tuned and find out on the next episode. Of greetings, Lurflings. Fiend, that's your cue. Fiend, are the are you there? Um. Oh, and tune in next week for the next episode of Greetings, Lurflings. I don't. Well, I don't think he's. I don't think he's well, paying attention. Well, that figures. He disrupts the middle portion of the episode, and now here, very late in the broadcast, he's nowhere to be found. I've got a whole thing for him and everything. I think I saw him check into one of the vacuum toilets down by the canteen not oh. too long ago, actually. Oh, just great. Oh, uh-oh. We might be in store for some more Lurphy and music, then. She is for cookie and good enough for me. She is for cookie is good enough for me. Cookie. See it for cookie. See it for cookie. See. That's because I have cookie. That's why I feel so good. For cookie, it's good enough for me. I like chocolate chip or cookie.
noise. <clears throat> it's all right. Fiend, you're in the band. Oh, Fiend loves band. I think Fiend. you're in. I mean, between that, we, we had something going there for a second. This drum tastes so good. No, don't eat the drum. No. This no. guitar tastes oh, even no, better. No. That's a Les Paul. That's, that's expensive. Ooh, oh, Les Paul tastes excellent. That's, that was a custom edition. You know what? What? It tastes all right. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. But Thien uh, thinks he ate too much. Well, there goes I, the band. Uh, we don't have any instruments anymore. Thien not feeling too good uh, myself. Uh-uh. Those were old strings on that, Les Paul. So I don't think it's going to be all right. <laughs> Thien's going to throw up all over oh, all over the place. <laughs> this really is the end for Thien. Well, who told you to eat a drum and a guitar? Who told me not to eat drum or guitar? Well, I'm sorry. The list of things to tell you to not to do is very long. Usually that big thing on the, on the, if it says not to eat, it says do not eat. <laughs> well, we didn't have time to put do not eat on every single thing in this spaceship. I, I had special vitamins and there are a little packet inside the vitamins and it says do not eat. Okay. For the one thing that is not the vitamin, it says do not eat. Preservative. Yes, that's do not eat. A food container. Does it do, does it say do not eat on the floor when you're walking around? Does it say do not eat on the wall? Yes, because you cannot eat wall because you can't get mouth around it. Everything else <laughs> should say do not eat. Well, very strange, Thind. What most people can't you're very strange. <laughs> you oh, are we name calling now. You're out of the band. Okay, you're out. You were in. Now you're out. <laughs> Fine. Me, Thien, not want to be in bed. Thien in bed with appendix. What? That, yes. Oh, appendix is very good on the harmonica. This could yes. be this could be like one of the, those VH1 behind the music. <laughs> and we kind of went through the whole <laughs> the whole cycle of the group. In just a matter of seconds. Yeah. It's yes. Kind of like uh, the Let It Be movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Watch, watch Beatles break up right in front of face. So sad. <laughs> the new one sounds. The new one sounds more positive. Coming out, Peter Jackson. Oh. Oh, Peter Jackson rewrite history with puppets. <laughs> Is it a Beatle uh, puppet movie? Uh, I don't think Is it horror movie? No, I don't think there's any puppets. It's a documentary. I don't think there's puppets in this one. No puppets. Would have been a good idea though. Are there hobbits? Computer puppets. Uh, no, it's not part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> Is it part of Hobbit trilogy? No, it's not part of that universe at all. <laughs> oh. Why would it be, oh. Thind? You're, you're way off. Is it part of Black Hole? Thind. Oh, well, that was a good movie, too. They, I, they might do Black Bird, but there's no, no Black Hole. <laughs> Blackbird Black singing in the dead of night. <laughs> Blackbird getting through stuck in black hole. Blackbird gets shrunk into one thirty thousandth of size. No black hole, what? Compressed in size. Why is there still a black bird in the sun if it's black hole? I don't know. Why they write it like that? Technically, it's on the White Album anyway. It probably won't be in the room. <laughs> oh. oh, white hole singing in the dead of night. What is a white hole? Is that dangerous? It sounds very dangerous indeed. Probably. I would think it rejects everything. Like it can reject uh -huh. absolutely anything. <laughs> Nothing can withstand its rejection. Sounds about right. Reminds Instead of sucking everything in, it explodes everything out. Reminds me of high school. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of garbage disposal, it's garbage dispenser. Right, that's that's a high end uh, high end appliance in in your some of your nicer homes. Garbage, but if garbage if garbage gets dispensed out, where garbage come from? Well, we predict due to the conservation of energy and matter, because energy and matter are same. Um, it is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were so. 
versed in in physics uh, themed and kind of philosophical too. <laughs> right. Well, hummus, yes. hummus beans produce a lot of waste. There's no shortage of that here. That's, yes, that's what you're talking about. But you're saying it can't be created or energy cannot be created or destroyed. Oh. Well, you haven't uh, listened to Madonna's latest album, then. <laughs> two thousand. Uh, <laughs> Madonna has two thousand albums. No, I was just trying. That, uh, oh, you're just making. Just trying to work oh. that in again. The, the uh, <laughs> futuristic kind of thing. <laughs> it really, it really, it's kind of a dated reference at this point. I think you now have say three thousand. <laughs> Yeah, you got to. We've moved up to next millennium. And then we're good. I mean, for a long time. Why not just go right to 5,000? You know, just give yourself a couple extra. You'll be saying it forever. Hmm. How about just say (laughs) 5 billion? Whoa, that's a big jump. Big jump. Jump to light speed almost. In 5 billion years, the Lurfian sun will explode. And destroy solar system. Mm. Very, well, that's, very sad. That's just the solar system. Thind, you've been to the end of the universe, right? You've seen the brick wall. Oh yes, the brick wall. There. I hit. Yes, I hit wall, and I got very, very sad. Right. What's on the other side of the wall, though? Doesn't don't you ever wonder that? I mean, how? Thin- oh, I, I know it on the other side of wall. What? You've been there. Yes. Well, then it's not the end, is it? Or is it? What, uh, what's on the other side? The other side is the same as this side. So it's sort of a mirror? It's a brick mirror. It, re- it just repeats. Oh, it just repeats. It big repeating. If you throw a ball <laughs> a- over the wall, it hits you in the back of head. <laughs> in 14 billion years. Oh. <laughs> you have to wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. You're saying that... Wait for it. 14 billion times until... Wait for it. Okay, I think we get it. Wait for it. (laughs) I'm not done. Wait for it. The rest of the script here is just wait for it. Wait for it. Fiend. Must be a million pages of wait for it. One page after the next. Never seen such a script like this. That's because writers on strike. Fiend finished script. <laughs> Jack Torrance writes a script. <clears throat> shining, shining reference. <laughs> All work, no play. Make Jack dull, boy. All work, no. It's, it's um, not as good when you read it. Out. I get it now. I forgot about that. That scene. Here, Johnny. Here, Fiend. <laughs> That's very nice. Well, at least yeah, I was—I thought we would never answer that question about the brick wall, but now you've answered it. All in all, it's just a, another fiend in the wall. Okay. <sighs> this is like a greatest hits episode. <laughs> yeah, this would be like a, we should have a soundtrack for this one. Oh, we have soundtrack for every every episode. You can purchase soundtrack from greetingsrefflings.com slash soundtrack slash just kidding. Feed. <laughs> yeah, there's not just like there's nothing after brick wall, there's nothing after the slash. I get it. You know what I hate when I hate when they say WWW dot greetings dot com backslash and I want to say it's not a backslash you idiot it's a forward slash don't you know what a backslash looks like it goes the other way it's a forward slash they always say backslash well, it depends Especially. on the way you look at the slash right I mean it could be either leaning back or leaning forward I suppose is that yes when it leans back it's a backslash but what if it's inching forward then it's then it's, it's a slash. <laughs> it's leaning back but inching forward. It, it could be either way. That would be a line. No. 
I'm looking at it right now. If, if you say you were slinking along a wall, right, and you're inching forward, you're kind of leaning back, but you're going forward. Can you picture it? Is that a no? <laughs> well, if you're leaning forward, then that is a forward slash. Well, if you're leaning yes. forward, but I'm thinking you're leaning, leaning back, forward. but you're moving forward. The slashes don't move; they just lean. <laughs> okay. I get it. Good rule, good rule of thumb. So, like, if the slash were about to fall down, it's it's going to fall forward. I get it. Yes. So that's the forward. Well, I'm glad we've learned something today. Did you 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 want to see people that used to say backslash? Well, I never said either one because I never knew. <laughs> I I would say it's you know backslash forward slash whichever one. Or just no, only one works. <laughs> Sometimes people just say slash, and you kind of assume. <laughs> That is acceptable. I never even really noticed. I'm looking now, and I see it's a forward slash, typically. I mean, when are you going to type in a backslash when you're typing in a URL? Right, that doesn't, it doesn't look right. It does not look right. Because it's wrong. <laughs> you say tomato, I say shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Well, there goes the rating. <laughs> Damn it, we were nine and up until just now. <laughs> Damn it! Fuck, 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 fuck! <laughs>